It was just this past Christmas when missing person signs and posters began appearing around the small community town of Cornelius, North Carolina. The signs were pleas for information involving the disappearance of an 11-year-old girl named Madalena Kohokari, who was last seen getting off her school bus on November 21st, just prior to Thanksgiving. As the story of Madalena's disappearance took over local news and made headlines across the Tar Heel State, disturbing details from the initial investigation were made public, and the story quickly went national. The information that has emerged from this case is dark and disturbing and difficult to wrap your mind around. We have covered many missing persons cases involving young children, but it's an entirely different and surreal experience when the case involves a child the same age as one of your own, and when it happens so close to your own home. In this first episode of 2023, we cover Madalena's disappearance and the effort for straight answers and to bring her home. It was on Thursday, December 15th of 2022, when John Nobles, a school resource officer at Bailey Middle School in Cornelius, North Carolina, had requested police assistance at the school in reference to a developing situation involving one of his students. When officers arrived, Nobles informed them he had just stepped out of a meeting between the school counselor, Dennis Lampkin, and Diana Kohokari, the mother of Madalena Kohokari. Madalena was a sixth grade student at Bailey who had not attended school in over three weeks. The meeting was supposed to involve Madalena, her mother, and Danis. However, only Diana showed up. When Danis asked where Madalena was, the response she received was so troubling that she asked Nobles to step into the meeting. When he did, Diana repeated what she had just told Danis a few minutes prior. The reason Madalena had not been in school for nearly a month was because she was missing. But even more alarming, Diana had not only failed to report this to the school or police, she had not told anyone that she had not seen her own daughter in over 20 days and had no idea where she was. As the initial shock of Diana's story set in, detectives at Bailey Middle School were walked through a short timeline of events that led to the meeting with Diana Kohokari. On Monday, December 12th, just three days before the meeting at the school, Dennis Lampkin and John Nobles had both went to the Kohokari home after weeks of calls and letters to the home going unanswered in respect to Madalena not being in school for nearly one month. The purpose of the visit was to check on Madalena and to deliver a truancy packet to Diana, which mandated she respond. No one answered the door that day, so the packet was left at the house. Two days later, on Wednesday the 14th, Dennis received a call from Diana. It was during that call that Diana was asked to come to the school with Madalena to discuss her lengthy absence and to put together a plan to get her caught up. Diana agreed to the meeting 
and agreed to bring Madalena with her. The following day, Diana came to that fateful meeting alone. When detectives spoke with Diana, she informed them she had last seen Madalena on Wednesday, November 23rd at around 10 p.m. when she went to her room to go to bed. According to Diana, it was on that same night that she got into an argument with her husband and Madalena's stepfather, Christopher Palmiter. The next morning, Diana says that Christopher left to, quote, drive to his family's house in Michigan to pick up some items. It was after he left that Diana says she went into Madalena's room to check on her, but she wasn't there. Diana next told detectives she waited until Christopher returned three days later on Saturday the 26th to ask him if he knew where Madalena was, to which he told her he didn't. When Diana was asked why she hadn't reported Madalena missing, she said she was worried that reporting it may, quote, start a conflict between her and Christopher. It was then that Christopher was asked to come to the school and speak with detectives. According to Mecklenburg County processing paperwork, Christopher Palmiter corroborated Diana's version of events, indicating he had driven to Michigan on the morning of November 23rd and returned to North Carolina on Saturday, November 26th. He also stated the purpose of the trip to Michigan was to pick up items, but he did not make it clear what those items he supposedly drove to Michigan for were. Surprisingly, Christopher informed detectives that he had not seen Madalena the entire week prior to his trip, which was likely a lie. Because unknown to Christopher, security cameras on the bus Madalena took home from school had captured her getting off at her stop on November 21st, just two days before he left for his trip to Michigan. But regardless, he did not give detectives a reason as to why neither he nor Diana reported Madalena missing. Now, the only certainty for detectives was that the last confirmed sighting of Madalena Kohokari was video showing her getting off her school bus. And for some reason, her own mother and stepfather were hiding something that may have happened soon after. Hey everybody, lately it's been a struggle for me to create content for this podcast, just with everything I have to get to in a single day. Life and work create challenges that can throw us all off balance. And because of that, I'm always looking for products that can provide a cognitive edge to keep my mind in that free flow state where focus and energy over an extended period of time is necessary. Well, recently I started using a product called Magic Mind. It's a small shot of natural nootropics and adaptogens that reduce stress and improve physical and mental endurance while enhancing mental clarity and increasing your body's resistance to stress. I drink a shot of it in the morning and the results last an entire day without the jittery or anxious side effects of caffeine. So if you want to give this life hack a try, just go to www.magicmind.com disappeared and you can get 40% off your subscription price for the next 10 days with my code disappeared to zero.
That's D-I-S-A-P-P-E-A-R-E-D, the number two, the number zero. That code is also good for 20% off of a one-time purchase, and they offer a money-back guarantee. So you have nothing to lose and everything to gain just by trying it. On Saturday, December 17th, two days after the meeting at the school, both Diana Kohokari and Christopher Palmiter were arrested and charged with failure to report a child missing as soon as they were aware she was in fact missing. That is a felony in the state of North Carolina under Cayley's Law, which was introduced and passed in this state in 2013. Cayley's Law was of course inspired by and named after Cayley Marie Anthony, the well-known two-year-old who was not reported missing until 30 days after she was supposedly last seen. With Cayley's Law in place, a judge was able to set bail at $250,000 for Diana and $200,000 for Christopher, essentially keeping them in jail. Since Diana and Christopher were both from Moldova, a region in East Romania, the courts had leverage to demand they turn in their passports if either one of them were able to make bail. So as Diana and Christopher remained behind bars, investigators and authorities started their search for Madalena and for straight answers in her disappearance. Most of what we know in this case has largely played out in local news coverage and national news stories. We do get frequent updates, but no real answers. After the arrests of Diana and Christopher, authorities executed three search warrants on the couple's home. It was reported that each time investigators left the residence, they emerged with bags of evidence. But other than three cell phones being seized, the list of items pulled has been redacted. And unless the court extends the redaction order, we have to wait at least 90 days for the list and warrants to be unsealed and unredacted. Recently, it was reported that around the time Madalena disappeared, Diana's Toyota Prius may have been spotted in Madison County near Asheville, which is 130 miles from Cornelius. Investigators have asked the public for tips Specifically, anyone who can corroborate Diana's car being in that area during the time Madalena's whereabouts were unknown. In early January, police and search dog efforts focused on Lonesome Mountain Road, an isolated curving stretch of highway in the mountains north of Asheville. To date, nothing evidentiary is noted as being found there. As the investigation continues, and with ongoing news coverage, we continue to learn more about this family dynamic. In 2014, when Diana was 29 years old, she had participated in a reality TV show that was filmed in her home country of Moldova. A video surfaced of an interview that was conducted with Diana at that time. And Madalena, who was three, can also be seen in the video. At that time in her life, Diana was recently divorced but she mentions she had recently got engaged to a man she met online, but had never met in person. That man, of course, was Christopher Palmiter, 
who it was learned was 23 years older than Diana. They immigrated to the U.S. some time later. Neighbors of the couple described them as friendly but quiet and reserved. They mentioned sometimes seeing Christopher and Madalena together riding bikes and taking walks around the neighborhood, but rarely seeing Diana. Sadly, as each day passes and more searches are conducted, we learn more heartbreaking details that can only leave us asking, how could this happen and why? On December 22nd, an unidentified member of Madalena's extended family released a handwritten letter thanking the agencies and individuals who have had a hand in trying to bring Madalena home. They also ask for hope and positivity. Police have searched lakes near the family home but found nothing. It was shortly after one of the searches. A nearby neighbor of Diana and Christopher informed authorities that around the time of Madalena's disappearance, the couple was observed burning furniture in their backyard, specifically couch cushions. Police confirmed the existence of a fire pit in the backyard of the residence, and the local fire chief also confirmed there was a fire that had burned there, but would not elaborate further. I personally don't know what to make of this story. I wish I could say that I believe little Madalena Kohokari will be found safe. And everything we know up to this point is just a series of bad coincidences and events. But I can't. Most, if not all of these stories, don't have happy endings. A vast majority of us can't reconcile a mother not reporting her child missing as soon as she is aware of that fact. But it does happen. And it's the very reason we have to have laws like Kaylee's Law. Because the Dianas and the Christophers of the world would likely be walking around free without it. This case hits close to home. And I plan on monitoring it and providing updates. And if a time comes when authorities ask for local volunteers, I'll be the first one in line to help in any way that I can. <laughs>